Welcome to episode 72 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, so welcome along to episode 72 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Houston and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Very good. Uh, that's me. I'm, I'm really good. Sensational. Sensational. Good. Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com plus... Plus, trybuys.com. That was an old habit, wasn't it? You were was. just about to do the one. Trybuys.com and... Athlinks.com. Nice. Your online community for triathletes, your online tri shop, and your online shop for all your coffee needs. Anyway, um, seems a bit weird because it's been a couple of weeks away, isn't it? It has. That's got replaced last week. Replaced. Emily stole stole your, your thunder. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to it because we're recording this on Friday. We're a little bit early again because I'm actually off to Taipei tomorrow in Hong Kong. So I haven't had a chance to listen to it. So I'll listen to it on the plane. Mm, I'll give you an assessment. Quality episode. Best show ever. <laughs> Biggest downloads. I checked the stats this morning. Biggest downloads <laughs> ever. Getting up towards 100,000. <laughs> nice. Anyway, this week's show, we've got our news. We've got our hot topic of the week where we discussed... Uh, tips for the Iron Man period. Age group of the week. High five of the week is on tips for injuries and prevention. Mm-hmm. Uh, website of the week. Coach's corner. When coaches and coaching goes wrong. Oh, that's sensational. <laughs> and uh, lastly, we've got some questions and answers. And just before we start the show, I know you brought your own notes around, mate. I'm not squinting. There's no <laughs> squinting today. Somebody, ha- somebody has actually sent through a high five on eyesight or something like that. I think Ray, was it Ray? He sent through and he sent it through all in big letters yeah. so that you can read it. My wife's an optometrist. I, I get my eyes looked after. That's it's a this little tinny Apple Mac notebook oh, we've you, got. He came around the other day and he goes, oh, these apples are quite good, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing them. Anyway, first up in the news, apparently Peter Reid is going to be definitely racing in Monaco 70.3. Mm, we get that from a pretty reliable source. Um, now, we've got our reliable sources now. That's right, heard us, that's but, right, but we've got some, some people in the know. And, uh, and that's not Peter, because we do know we like that with Peter, aren't we? Yeah. 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 But um, so, not really sure if he's racing it competitively or not. Yeah, we'll wait and see. I think Cameron Brown might be racing as well, and uh, usually draws a pretty good field. It's quite good timing pre, pre-Kona, pre so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Apparently it's a cool race to do, and uh, you know, Monaco's a pretty cool place, so... We'll see if he is going to make a comeback and see if he's going to line up in Hawaii. Um, the thing is, is that if he's going to race, surely he's going to get a little bit competitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have for him not to. Whether he's fast or not, that's another thing. Where am I going here? We're going to the Norseman Extreme Race. Yep, it was on a couple of weeks ago. Results, here we go. And Bevan's... Kind of mucking around. Okay, tell us about Norseman. Norseman is an event that Bjorn, Bjornmeister won a couple of years ago uh, in... Norway, and yep. you've got a big uh, swim in a pretty chilly lake. They've got some great pictures on the site. It looks very, very chilly. Yep. And then you bike over several <sighs> mountain passes, and then you run up a mountain, basically. Yep. And you do have to have a bit of a support crew with you as you're going up the run. And that's about all I've got to say, so just, just let's just pause it there. Because yeah, <laughs> the website sucks. Okay, wait a second. Here's a pause. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with websites. just Bevan's crappy little computer. Whatever. Our crappy little computer, I should say. Yeah, it's so help with this, mate. We've got the know? results here. They had a, a maximum field here of 200, which uh, which filled up. It's yeah. also pretty cool when you actually go onto the website. They've got kind of a team photo of everybody who does the race, right. um, which is which is probably kind of a bit different. Mm. And I can't read the screen very well. So okay, so the last gonna... Peter Stormall, um, he won it. They don't have any times. 
So it's a bit of a bugger. And then we've got Romando Lippers. And then we've got Oli Stuttgart in it third. Oli uh, won it last year, I think. Um, oh, there he you go. had the number one seedings. So. Yeah, well, number two seeding came first and third came second. So yeah, yeah. Super, and on the girls' side of things. We've got Emily uh, Flanger. Flanger? Flanger. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got Maritz Stevenberg. Maybe we say that one. And Lenny Hansen. Nice. So there we go. Dominated a bit by the Norwegians there in both divisions. Well, Norway first, France second, Denmark third. Which makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? Mm, so it's good to see that. Uh, it's a popular event that a lot of people like to see. And uh, next up we had uh, the Slovak Man. Okay, where am I going for that one? K226.com. Uh, yep. It's got really good reports on that one, but it's not that page there, Bevan. Okay, it's the other page. Okay, it's here we go. The other page. Yep, Slovak Man, Peter the glove, the glove Man took it out on a wow. new course record. He's, he's crazy, isn't he? He's a bloody good athlete, though. You, he really is, isn't he? I mean, he races so often, and he is consistent, and he's done an 8.29.44 here. He's swum... Uh, 54, he's biked 448, and he's ripped a 244 marathon. That's a bloody good run. Well, when you consider what, this must be his sixth, yeah. at least, yeah, race this it, year. I think, it, I think it says he's done, yeah, he's done his sixth iron distance race, and he's got another four under his, uh, his belt to come up. So, you know, hats off the guy. He's, he's a consistent performer, um, and, you know, it's a new course record, so outstanding result. And on the girls' side of things? We've, they've just got a little write-up there, and uh, I don't want to go to the website because it wasn't in uh, English, so we picture of Busek won it. Okay, there we go. Oh, no, there we go. It's got um, Andrea Domenkova from Bratislava <laughs> won the women's race, coming in uh, 16th overall in a time of 10 hours 35. Joanna Kovinova. I never get all those 25, signs over the letters, eh? 25 <laughs> minutes behind. And then Martina... Maya Sova was third, and on the guys' side of things, in second place was Philip Christie, who's a, who's a Slovakian, 8.44. It's still a pretty respectable time. You know what? I've learned some Slovakian. Have you? Good. And then uh, maybe you can go back and do the Slovak man next year. Maybe I should. I've got some good stories for you about that. And uh, in third place was Thomas uh, Benne from Czech, the Czech Republic. So well done. Lubinte. Lubunte. Yep. You love me, do you? Do you know it? I'll yeah. back it up. <laughs> I'm multilingual. Oh, mate, we could just do the show in Slovakian. We could. Oh, oh, we have a whole new audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Oh, and we've got a German race, maybe we should. Well, German is Eklibidik. Uh, Very good. Yeah, so there we go. So there's a German race. Uh, the Ostel Man. Yep. It's been going since 2001. You just made my day, do I have to say? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Kokosi. Kokosi. Well, I. It's I'm going to take a guess, but I'm not actually going to be able to say that on air. No, 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 it's not oh, like that. It's just how are you? Okay, good. Yeah, anyway, okay. So the Austell Man was held, and. Mathis Klump. Matthias Klump uh, won his third Austell Man victory in a time of 8.32. Nice. On the women's side, Connie Dowden uh, came home in 9.57. Nice, where the conditions were perfect for the competitors, even though. The Baltic Sea, Baltic, Baltic yep, uh, was a cool 62 Fahrenheit. Nice. So there you go. Very good. That's very good. Um, what else has been happening? And we also had the Vine Man. No, I had the Vine Man results up earlier. I'm not sure if I've still got them. Well, that's over oh, there. Oh, here we go. Okay, so my mate David won it. Oh, nice work. Yeah, yeah David. David was, uh, I hung out at David and wrote. Very and good. And he did uh, like an eight, he may even did like an 849 and wrote. Solid. Yeah, he had a really good race and wrote. Actually, we kind of came out of the water together. 
And then uh, he kind of said, I'm going to smack it. And I was like, I'm going to control myself. <laughs> Smash me, the bastard. So, what did, so he did 849. No, no, no. Oh, eight, no, no. 849. Yeah, so and yeah. he did a 917 here. Okay, so it's obviously a pretty t- pretty tough uh, day at the office here at Vine Man. Dave's a real cool guy, too. He's a bit of a tri coach over there. Puts on Good. a lot of events. Good. Uh, like a real kind of tri guy, the tri guy in his community. And I think they're based somewhere in uh, Virginia. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so, good. yeah. so David took it out. Uh, and who's Marcus who's, Tam and then Karish Dahl. What the hell are you, if Del Campo, if you're listening to this, what the hell no, are you doing? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what the hell are you yeah. doing at 1022 for? What happened? What happened? Okay. <laughs> what about the girls' side of things? The girls' side of things? Who we got? Who we got? We got oh, oh let's go male. Okay, there we go. We can change that to female. Okay, Joshka. Okay. There we go. And it's Madeline Stewart. Took it out, and what time? She did 11, you really are going blind, aren't you? Yeah. 11.23, <laughs> and then we've got Nata, Natalie, oh, Chauffeur, whatever. She did 11.49, and then we've got Meredith, Karen, Brooke Karen, and she did 11.59. So quite slow times all round. Yeah, so it's um, a tough course. And, uh, and what, okay, so one thing, because we've been away over last week, so I'm not sure if you mentioned this last week, but the race organiser actually emailed us, didn't they? Yeah, we like that. Yeah, yeah. Re- emailed us promoting his event, saying uh, this is what we're doing, these are the seeds, these are the people we're, you know, and just kind of did a bit of PR for his race, and um, I don't know, I think it's showing... We encourage that. Anybody who's running an iron distance race... Get it into us, yeah. and we're happy to promote it. Give us as much notice as you can, because obviously sometimes we record the show a little bit earlier, and uh, that's coming up. Okay, yep, yep. And that'll be great. You yeah. know, the more information we can spread, especially about the, the events that don't maybe get as much coverage, uh, would be fantastic. Because is it all the races? That is pretty much it. The only other race we had that I couldn't find the results for was the Viking Man in Denmark, um, but maybe we'll have them next uh, next time. Okay. Coming Radio. up. Coming up. The big one's probably Iron Man UK. We've got a few listeners going to be doing that one, so... Yeah, good luck to everybody. Hopefully <coughs> uh, your English weather is not going to flood things out. And uh, I think they had a re- their record temperature in London a couple of days ago. I spoke to my sister-in-law and it was o- over 30 degrees. So wow. getting a bit of everything over there. Uh, but on the pro, pro guys side of things, it's um, a reasonable number of pros racing, but not any real... Um, your brother's there, mate. Absolutely, I, I know. This, this, he's going to be one of my picks. <laughs> oh, okay. So Rosie is back, and uh, I would say he would be feel, a cl- fairly clear favourite to take that out if he performs the same way he did last year. No, this is the year before last. Was it the year before last? got sick last um, year. Yeah. 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 So, so Rosie's there. And uh, who else have we got? We've got Stephen Bayliss, who yep. you'd expect to do pretty well. Highwall Davis, Davies, now he's a listener, he's been age group of the week, I think he's sort of stepping up. Yeah, that's up. right, yes too. Yep, so he's stepping Good up on you. Pro, pro division. Oh, it's exciting times. And who else we got in there? Yeah, no real Jimmy, Jimmy Jens Johnson from Denmark, he's he's not too bad, but there's not really many other big guns. What so about Jason Newsom, yeah, your brother? Well, he's going to make the podium. Is he? He's, if he spelled his, name, his surname right, he's got an E on there, <coughs> we don't like that. But uh, J- I'd like to see Jay Newsom on the podium. Jay Newsom on the podium. <laughs> but I think Rhodes is going to take it out. <laughs> Stephen Bayless is going to get second, and uh, Jason Newsom is going to get third. Oh, have you actually heard of Jason Newsom before? No, or? but it's a, it's okay. a good name. On the girl side of things, we've got Hillary again, mm-hmm. um, Bella, mm-hmm. uh, Gina Ferguson, a good Kiwi girl, good yep. Cantab. Uh, who else we got here? That's about it, pretty much. There's not a lot, another yeah, Grice, that name rings a bell. Yeah, Miranda Stacey's there. She's a fairly seasoned campaigner. I wouldn't expect her to get on the podium, but a good Kiwi girl. It's interesting they haven't attracted higher pros. There's just so many races on these days. You yeah. know, so many guys are doing the, you know, maybe picking and choosing their Ironman races a bit more and doing some of the 101s or the 70.3s and, and being a bit smarter in terms of uh, cranking up some living. <coughs> so who do you think is going to take it out? Wow. Bella. 
I reckon Hillary's going to take it out. You think? Yeah. I don't know, like Bella, but I reckon Hillary's going to take it out. Oh, really? I reckon but Bella's it, performed better than Hillary. Yeah, but Bella's a bit up and down. She's there on fire, or she's down a little bit, so I'm, I'm just... Um, I oh, well, I hope Hillary takes it out. Well, I, like, I like them both. They're both yeah. friends, of our, friends of the show. Friends of the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick it. It's going to be a draw. I'm going to go Hillary, <laughs> and then I'm going to go Bella, and then Jennifer. And Bella's, got, Bella's taken, I'm pretty sure Hillary's single, and me being single, I should probably give her. You should. There you go. <laughs> Ah, oh, the single life, eh? Exactly. Um, okay, so then that's, that's cool. What else have we got on this weekend? We've got the Ember Man. Ember Man. This is a race that I'd love to do one day. Unfortunately, um, we don't know too many of the pros that are racing because all their listings is just alphabetical. Yeah, but if you know, I just had a quick squiz through there before. Sebastian Burlet is racing, Francois Chabot, and uh, Xavier de Flock were just a few of the Frenchies I saw there. Embram is arguably the toughest iron distance race out there. Um, multiple passes uh, you go over on the bike. Uh, you start at like 6 o'clock in the morning, pitch black. So it's the Nussman? Yeah. Really? Well, you get everybody debate different things, but it's, yeah. a, it's got a lot of history to it. Wow. I think it's about the 20th year maybe or something they've been running it. I remember Scott telling us when we interviewed him one time, when you start, you know, it's pitch black and they've got lights on top of all the boys and things like that, and you're just following the lights. I remember him saying when he took off, he just dropped the hammer because when he did it years ago, they just had like a fire sort of thing or a light on the lead vehicle, on the lead boat. Oh, so he you figured if he got out of sight, a little bit out of sight, the other side would be able to see him. And did it work? Uh, I think it worked okay. He won. Oh. I think he won. Um, so fantastic events, a race I'd love to go and do one day. Definitely. And uh, yeah, great, great, great event in France. Nice. Okay. Well, that's pretty much news for the week. Although we have got one other thing. Germany seventy point three is Germany the other race coming up. Yep. And if you go to competitor list seventy point three, it's a pretty strong field there. For the first day. Wow, the Germans know how to do Ironman, don't they? Do. It's yep. in uh, I think Wiesenbaden or Weisbaden or something yep. like that. Yep. And Bevan's internet connection's just kicking into yep, there we go. action, and you there go, go professionals. Professionals, there we go. And then you go professionals, you go <laughs> click at professionals again. That one there? No, one Mail, below. Yeah, there, there we, we go. go. Look at that. Timo Brandt, uh, yep. I think won Ironman Germany this year. Solid effort. Michael Golner, a uh, very, very classy runner. <laughs> Fairly young guy, I think. Uh, he's sort of second seeded. Obviously, got Hal Regal. Well done to him. He's always there yeah, or thereabouts. Really? Marcus Foster. Jeez, that is a strong field, uh, isn't it? He's, he won Wisconsin last year. I think Andreas Neerdrig's been around since flipping uh, the turn of the century. Yep. Christoph Mao's been around a long time. Ui, uh, Rolf Lutenbacher. Yeah, great field. And uh, probably the one, to, you know, probably the outside dark horse, I'd say, would be number 22, Constantine Bashful, who's a guy yep. who trained down in Christchurch this year. And, uh, you know, as long as he hasn't smoked himself by having such a long season, he could be, could be one to watch. Really? Yeah, yep, yep. he's a pretty solid athlete. Okay, and on the uh, ladies' side of things, wait a second, let's have a look. Oops, I lost that little page here. So you just talk about something else for a second. Well, on the ladies' side of things, in Wiesenbaden, uh, Wiesenbaden. Ich John, ich habe eins fest. Oh, back it uh, up. I, I know one word. Um, wie ich liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. Wie komme ich am besten zum Bahnhof, bitte? Oh, you're just showing off there. Just stop it. <laughs> right. On the girls' side of things, so we've got Virginia Brissetegi. Uh, she's won Ironman Lanzarote before. Uh, who else have we got in there? Yeah. Not Lots too of, familiar with many. Yeah, we've got a Kiwi girl. It's Kiwis. Who's Celia yeah, Kirch? Yeah. Well, she was. I don't know if she's a Kiwi or if she's um. She's a German, but she was out here. She was the. She's been an age grouper of the week. Oh really? I think she was the first age grouper to finish in Wanaka. I think. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, look out for her. And nice. uh, basically dominated by all the, the, the Germans and a few yeah, Spaniels in yeah. there. Nice. 
So that's pretty much all the racing for this weekend coming up. Um, we have got a couple of other things in the news. Because we're such an international recognised show, oh, ITV yeah. have emailed us. Yeah. Which we're is... A going place. We were probably the first first people they emailed, really. Yeah. And the reason they have is because ITV, now they're a UK TV channel, and they're doing a programme. And dating seems to be a theme on our show lately, doesn't it? Me being a single man, and the, the Athlinks, Athlinks story. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, that's right. So what they are doing is they're putting on a TV show. Actually, Romeo's over in the States at the moment, seeing Juliet. Wow. It's beautiful. Gone from England. It's beautiful. Um, so what they're doing is they're putting on a TV show, and they're trying to have an op- um, they're trying to put basically opposite people together. Is that together? So it's basically like wife swap type thing, you know, where you put the most extreme people. Yeah, but, they, but the, what they have done, they've made a show about dating, identify single, fit, athletic men and women between the ages of 20 and 40 who are up for a challenge. No, they didn't do that evil very well. Um, passionate about sport, activity, clean living, and who are interested in trying something completely different uh, and also showing an attractive person how see that showing an attractive person how they live their lives. So, I, if you're an ugly triathlete, they want you. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, they're basically giving us an email. We'll, we'll put it on our website. Um, maybe their email. We'll, I suppose yeah, we'll put their, yeah, put yeah, their email up there. We'll put their email on their website and uh, on www.imantalk. And if you want to, uh, you can email them, put yourself forward. Yeah. And that could be a second relationship. It could be. Yeah. And if you, if it goes anywhere, if it, you get a wedding or anything like that, you've got to invite Bevan and John to the oh, wedding. that's right. Well, I hope Romeo and Juliet do. So do I. <laughs> it's just no doubt about it. <laughs> anyway, discussion last week. We did a discussion based on, oh, it was a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what... Uh, some parenting t- we actually got an email didn't we from a listener saying I can't yep. remember who it was Dawn was it yeah, I think, I think, maybe yep Dawn she was just saying uh, being a parent I mean it's pretty tough uh, she had some tips for us but also what are the things that our, our community can come up with for ways for a parent to be more successful as a as a parent and an Ironman so mm. we, we've done some P's on this one haven't we uh, I've, I've enforced a new P rule here a new yep. preparation yep. rule so we, for don't, a we don't um, sort of bumble our way through it yep. so I'm doing the uh you go first. I'm doing, you got the real, there was one really long one. No, I know, but I just took a couple of people. I saw that. <laughs> I said, sweet. schemed it. I, I said, I'm taking the even ones, Bevan's taking the odd ones. So first one was from uh, G Sport. He said he uh, likes to train at lunch times, and then he gets home uh, or, or straight after work, so immediately out the door after work, so he can get finished as early as possible, and he gets home in time for a bath. Uh, and he also, when he goes away to his A events, tries to make a bit of a family holiday out of that, which is a pretty common thing. And now Dawn actually had about five or six points, so I just grabbed a couple of them. And like that one there, she's basically saying plan a destination ride. So, you know, for example, in Christchurch, uh, Akaroa is about 100 k's away, maybe yeah. a little bit longer. So you say to the family, okay, we're going to have a day in Akaroa, and uh, you get up a little bit earlier, you get off on your bike, you get there, you know, around the same time they arrive, and that way you can get your training in. And you can spend a day there. And one of the other ones you had was encourage your kids to ride with you when you do your long runs. Mm. And I do that. My daughter's always riding behind me when I go for a run. Yeah. And uh, she's great because she doesn't shut up. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, old Muzzer Lapworth from Christchurch. Good old Muzzer. Yeah. He is the king of early morning training. He gets yep. up very early and basically so he's out training, back basically by the time the family's having breakfast so they don't even notice he's gone. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, also does lunch swims, which a lot of people do. Uh, also, when he does his open water swimming, takes the family to the beach and they don't even notice he's gone because they're having <laughs> such a good time on the beach. <laughs> Who cares about Dad? <laughs> yeah. 
and when he's doing his simulations, uh, sort of race half Ironman simulations or possibly shorter, he gets the kids to help out by being the, his manning the aid stations, oh, and nice. so making maybe making shorter yeah, laps great. and things like involved, that. Yeah. And they love that for a while. Um, you also see the key thing is to keep your uh, keep the chores up with the family. And I guess um, yeah, true. one of the things just with regards to the early morning training, I think it's a great idea, and you can get things out of the way. But you've got to make sure, still make sure you're getting enough sleep. So it means you've got to go to bed pretty early. Yeah, and safety of flights. Exactly. Um, Jules has a two-year-old baby boy. During the week, he trains before work uh, again, and uh, during lunchtime, uh, I very rarely train at evenings. So he just unless he really misses a crucial morning workout, at weekends he gets the sessions out of the way as early as possible, and basically always leaves Sunday for the family. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice one. Luke from Bristol uh, also trains at lunchtimes uh, and then does two evenings training training a week. The reason he doesn't train in the morning is because his wife doesn't do mornings. Oh, so, yeah, uh, and he also said, "I like this. How does he lunchtime? He must have a pretty long lunchtime. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm just going out of the office for a meeting. <laughs> Be back in six yeah. hours. <laughs> see, you, see you tomorrow. Uh, also, being upfront with the family in terms of uh, his program. I know some people will like to put yeah. their program on the fridge, so print it out, put it up on the fridge. Yeah." Uh, and use trips to squeeze in extra training, i.e. getting um, if you're coming home from somewhere, getting dropped 10 miles from home and then just doing that as a, as a run for your day. And so they're sitting in the car and you probably, you know, they won't miss you that much. No, totally. Uh, Brad was saying that he's got a nine-year-old child and his wife who needs to exercise as well, so he's disguised as a cycling commute to work as a personal sacrifice to save the environment. Uh, so that is a good way of getting some cycling. It depends on how far you are. I remember when I was in the States for a few months, I used to bike to work, and it took me about an hour 20 yeah. to get to work, and it was really good because I do that twice a day, and it wasn't quite Ironman-type training, but it was, you know, I kept my fitness up, and it nice. was pretty great. And my last one was from Rolo, uh, and he didn't actually have a comment, but he's going to be a dad in October, so he's very interested <laughs> in hearing about all this advice. Oh, very good. Nice well, uh, Mike, uh, he's saying, this was the big one, so I've just taken a couple of his, accept uh, all offers of help. Uh, this is so true. Your grandparents, your aunties must be great. Uh, our lives, you know, basically, anyone who's willing to help, it's a tough one, this one, actually. You want to use it, but you don't want to abuse it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you still need to be responsible as a parent. You still need to do your bit. Uh, and that, like, at times, I know, at times, when you get real busy, oh, I do feel a little bit guilty of the amount of help I have to use. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's normally only for a two-week period, but I, there is a guilt associated with that, and I, I do struggle with that, to be honest. Um, bike for your children to school every day and then to work. Every little bit helps. And sign up for local events, less travel uh, time. Lots of children and family, family and friends are there as well. Help to get support uh, with the fundraiser. Uh, and lastly, Scott had uh, my mother-in-law helps me out with the longer sessions to avoid training. The wife gets home from work. Have a flexible job, which is you know, yeah. yeah, definitely a goodie. We like flexible jobs. So now that you're a dad, you haven't really done Ironman training, but what are you finding? Uh, I'm finding I use the wind trainer a bit more, so yep. then I can just jump on that and try to do that efficiently. Um, but I've always been one for getting things done and dusted in the morning yep. and getting it all out of the way. Uh, and, but a lot of the tips that people are using there are things I do. Like uh, last few Sundays, we've been over to the in-laws' place, and it's a 25, roughly a 20, 25-minute drive. Um, so I just run there, take yep. me sort of 55 minutes. And again, they actually, like my wife would only miss me for 25 minutes, yeah. and I'm there. So yep. do, I do a lot of that sort of thing and, and do a lot of point-to-point riding. So when we go away on holidays, I'll generally bike there. Yep. One thing that a few people did mention, neither of us seem to pick up on, is it's really about communication and organisation at the end of the day. Yep. Um, and so you, you, you're really organised, and you've just got to make sure you use those gaps. So you know, if you get up in the morning, you're playing the day, and it's like, okay, well, there's a two-hour gap there. You, what, if you don't use that gap, 
it's lost and so you really need to make sure you stick to your plan but also let your partner know like John was saying putting a schedule up on the fridge or you know let the people around you know who you need to support you what you need from them and then you know because nothing worse than you're ringing someone oh you know can you have you know and you need to get a six hour mm. ride and oh you know do you mind having time today and it's like uh, if you give these people a chance they're often pretty helpful and the other tip Albert had a while ago is when he puts all his get training gear into his car uh, and so yeah nice so and, the gaps open up eh? and the yeah. other thing that he said when, which a few people have uh, brought up is you know getting a Blackberry and things like that so you can do your emailing remotely so yep. you're not sitting on your computer all, all the time yeah well that can be dangerous because you check it all the time exactly mm. and uh, yeah Okay, next week, uh, or this week, uh, given the growth of Ironman races, especially in North America, is it a good idea to have WTC Ironman races that don't have Kona slots? Would you still turn up? Yeah, so the reason I brought this one up is because you know there are quite a few more events that, that we talked last week when Bevan wasn't here about Ironman China starting up. Yep. And oh, they're going with it, are they? Yep. Okay. It's, it's, it's rolling uh, either this year or next year, and there's also Ironman Kentucky starting this year. And you know, the demand in the States is still very high, so you've, you've got to think there's going to be another Ironman race starting in North America because they all sell out within you know, seconds. So you know, there's more and more races, and where, where are all the qualifying slots going to come from? So if they just ran WTC Ironman races, would you still turn up if there wasn't Kona slots? So, so th- that is an interesting discussion in itself because, say, they're putting on China. Let's say that brings out another 15, 20 slots at max. Yep. That comes from other races, doesn't it? So now qualifying becomes harder yeah. in those races. Yeah. Or they just create new, more spots, which they have done in the past, and so there's a bigger field at Kona, which is, again, creating problems. So Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the point, big points that Peter Reid sort of brought up when we interviewed him, was there's too many people in Kona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and if anything, if they bring in more races and there's an expectation that there's got to be slots, yeah. and they're not going to take them from other races, well... So let's leave it at that and we'll discuss oh, that next mate, week. we're deep. Okay, here we go. Age Grouper of the Week. M struggle with that. I should hear that. She, she got into it towards the end, oh, though. Yeah. She got into it. Weak. Weak. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we've got a few. We actually got a couple emails on this one. And uh, it wasn't actually an Ironman race, but there's a man, and what's his name? Uh, Jamie Andrew uh, from somewhere, from somewhere Edinburgh. In the UK, Edinburgh. Yep. Well, better not call him English. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that. Uh-huh. And uh, from Titan- they call him Titanium Man. And the reason they call him Titanium Man is because he's a triple amputee, he has no legs. Uh, well, he has yeah, two prosthetics legs, and obviously something with one of the arms. Um, and he did a iron distance kind of event, didn't he? Yeah, we basically did an Ironman. It wasn't actually part of a race, but he did the distance yep. um, again, raising, uh, hoping to raise money for for charity. Um, and he hopes he's hoping to, to raise fifty thousand pounds. pounds. Wow. So Mr. Andrew began the grueling event at about 0600 BST on Saturday and completed the challenge the following morning. Uh, he lost his hands and feet following a climbing expedition in the French Alps in 1999, in which his friend Jamie Fisher wow. died. Climbing is crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's not something I aspire to. I kind of do, but I, I kind of don't. Yeah. Because yeah. you die. Yeah. yeah. Since then, he learned to walk again, taken up skiing, run a marathon, returned to climbing, and raised thousands of pounds for charity. Uh, the Edinburgh, Edinburgh-based 500 Miles Group aims to fund projects and deliver prosthetic services to, in parts of the world affected by war, poverty and disease. Well, that's really great. Eh? He's really doing a great thing. Yeah, so good on him. Because, um, you know, like, it must be... Imagine that. Imagine losing your legs. Imagine. Wouldn't imagine be pretty rough. Oh, the people. Yeah. Well, I, just... I, I just think one of the biggest things, you know, um, that people 
you know, it's obviously incredibly hard, but the swimming is so much harder when you don't have your legs. You know? Yeah. Just go and do a bit of bands only. If you're a slightly weaker swimmer, can't even do it. And then you've got to think these guys are swimming 4K. Um, but I wonder, like, because they don't have the legs dragging down. It's, it's not so much the drag. It is very much just the, the, the balance as well. Yeah, because so. you'd be trying to tip from... Yeah, yeah we've well, got weird, no control. You know, and you're Especially one arm. Yeah, so... It's a pretty, pretty big achievement oh, he's done, awesome. and uh, we'll put a link up to the bit. It's on the BBC News site, and we may uh, see if we've got actually got a website. Uh, there's a bit of bit of an extra bonus for you, Bevan. You can find if he's got a website. Where people, <laughs> bonus, <laughs> extra work. Can, Lucky me. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's somewhere you can go to and donate money, so Bevan's going to find that out before he uh, puts the website up. <laughs> Thanks, mate. What a bonus. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, what's his name? I've lost it. No, I haven't. We've got to do this because you've got to do the proper thing. If you're a website of the week, I mean, age group of the week. Here we go. Jamie Andrew. You are. You are. Uh, age group of the week. week. Here we go. One, two, three, four. High five. Right. Did he do that? Did he do that? Sorry, I did that. And, uh, and I wasn't liking it. I felt a bit stupid. Yeah. We had a bit of a chuckle about it. There right? we go. That's good. Anyway, this week's high five. Um, Is it through from? He's getting get into getting into this. Rob Ritchie, he was uh, he was our high five man. For Maybe weeks we should call him the high five man. We should the high yeah. five man. Every time we see Rob, we'll be going high five, high five. Rob. High five. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob sort of sent in a few little tips. His training's going well, which is great. Great. Um, he sent a few little tips on the importance of getting early treatment for injuries. Mm. Um, he could base it around yep. the over 40 athletes, especially as they're quite often reluctant to go to the quack because they're worried it might be bad news and other dra- and other dramas. And, and you know what? This one's here. I don't know. I don't think it's the over 40 athletes. I think it's most athletes, and I yeah. think it's males as well. Yeah. You know, guys have this thing, oh, should be right, mate. Yeah. And, uh, and I know it's a New Zealand male thing at least, and uh, and I know from working in the fitness industry for a long period that most injuries can be avoided if you get onto them early. So. Yeah. Um, nip them in the butt. Nip them in the butt. So here we go. Five. He doesn't have a six. No. Oh. Maybe Four, we'll make up a six. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, early treatment will prevent more serious complications. And once again, that's what I was just saying. You know, as soon as you like, for me, because uh, my job is fitness. As soon as I feel a niggle, I'm, I'm straight to the physio or the doctor. And um, often it's like a muscle imbalance or a muscle weakness and they just need to strengthen something up or it's your shoes or you need to mm. see the podiatrist. I've got a really good podiatrist. Nick Haley? Do you have a Nick Haley? I went to school with him. Oh, he's bloody Bunter. Great. Yeah, Bunter, Bunter, was it? As you call him, Bunter. Oh, Bunter. Oh, he's a bloody good podiatrist. And I, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I always go to see him. And, you know, like recently I had a bit of a foot problem and I actually yeah. thought I'd broken a bone. And I went and saw him and he's fixed it up and it's great. So, yeah, definitely. Good. Oh, Bunter. I can remember that. He's uh, on Facebook, by the way. Is he? <laughs> Facebook, a waste of time. Here we go. Uh, number two, it'll be cheaper to get treated straight up. So true, you know, like Bevan said, if you get, oh, get yeah. that treatment uh, early on, it probably won't lead to anything else. You might just need a couple of treatments and, hey, presto, you're away laughing. Whereas if you leave it for ages and it becomes a fairly chronic injury, then you, you're, you've got multiple visits to the uh, Yeah, and if it goes to operation stage, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mortgage the house. Yeah. Uh, less training, lost training while you recover. Uh, so if you recover properly from the start, you're not going to lose as much training in the long term. Uh, and you won't lose key races. You might so. have to sacrifice a few days training, and uh, and rather than trying to train through it, you know, I think the, the important thing is here is we, we don't want to get too carried away. And if you feel the tiniest little 
yeah. muscle pain or something like that, you'll automatically stop training. <coughs> but I think you know when it's an injury, yeah, don't you? You do. And it's, if, it's, if it's basically, if it's there one day and then it's completely gone the next day, it's probably just some little twinge. Yep. But if it's there for several days in a row, then boom, go yep. get it treated. Totally. Uh, and if it's anything like a t- you feel something actually tear, tear or pull, then yep, you need or to... Or swelling yeah. or something like that. The good thing about triathlon is you can, there's always another choice. You know, If you can't run, you should be able to swim or you can aqua jog or you can hopefully bike and, and likewise. Yep. So, Although aqua jogging is painful. Yeah, that is. I saw this. In, oh, and we'll talk, I'm, I'm trying to get some new products for us to review. I saw something in a magazine yesterday, oh, nice. in which I'm featuring. Page. What magazine is this? The latest Maldi Sport and Try. How'd you manage that? It's a picture of me and there, mate. Why didn't I get in there? I thought we were a team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one, one day. One day, mate. One uh, day. Right, we're up to number four. Yep. Make sure the, the treatment provider is experienced in sport yeah, injuries. Yeah, and how important is this? Mm. Yeah. So, you know. I went to a doctor once because I had an injury. I went to this doctor and the doctor knew nothing. And it's not like oh, I was a doctor, like you, so obviously. Yeah. Brainiac, but my other doctor I couldn't see me, and so this guy and it was, and my other doctor was really good, and he was telling me everything, so I kind of knew what the problem was. And this guy came in and just told me totally opposite, <laughs> and he made me look like he's like, "No, you're an idiot, mate. You don't know what you're on about." And I was like, "But." Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think you know, there's a lot of sports medicine. Um, well, it's a big industry now, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. So you just need to just just do a little bit of research. And we go into one or two forums, just ask some questions, uh, and just find out if they if they do specialise in sport. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, there are different fields. You know, some physios will specialise in you know perhaps uh, mobilisation. My mother's a physio, and she she would be useless at sports injuries, yep. but she's very good in terms of uh, with the elderly. Yep. So you know, you just just got to do a little bit of research there. Okay, while I'm doing number five, you've got to think of a six. Try and get and accept some advice on prevention. Uh, so, e.g., stretching. Um, you know, good shoe advice, all that kind of information, uh, which again, forums are pretty good for. Although yep. forms, you have to be a bit of your own kind of editor, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, you have to kind of see who's got credibility and uh, definitely. So what's your six? Um, always stretch after training. Oh. Minimum five minutes, max, no maximum. Minimum five minutes. And after swimming, nobody stretches after swimming. Yeah, that annoys you, doesn't it? It does annoy me. Makes you a little bit angry. Stretch after swimming. I'm just going to move aside. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Well, if you pull the computer over there so I can't see it anyway. Oh, so it's because you, you're blind, mate. There's no point <laughs> there seeing it. Um, okay, so that's our high five for this week. Website of the week. Sensational. Okay, so who sent us through? Old sent in Lance Donny. Nice. Where's Lance from? Quite sure. He's from dot .com. Dot .com. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes I think I'm so funny. Yeah. Uh, so Lance basically sent through what... I, it's a great website, isn't it? It's a nutritional website where you can find out all the data on nutritional products. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we've just gone on there right now. And it's basically, so let's do the top searches, Bananas Raw. So if you go to Bananas Raw, they have a web page that comes up about this as it's coming out right now. And it shows you all the different information about a banana. It tells you all the nutritional facts. It's got it tells some great you gra- the, the caloric ratio. Um, so it tells you, you know, in terms of how it rates in terms of carbohydrate, fat, and protein. Yep. Um, so some of this relates to some questions we had last week, um, which is kind of good. Uh, it's also got a nutritional target map. So it tells you, you know, whether it's... Uh, it's going to make you very full, or whether it's uh, and it's got, uh, or if it's a good food for trying to reduce your weight, etc., uh, etc. Et so yeah. it's just a great source if you are trying to analyze your um, 
what you're eating a bit more. Um, perhaps you either can't afford to go to a dietitian or um, you just want to do some basic research yourself and, and balance things up. It's a great thing. And it has really got pretty much every food imaginable and every different way of cooking food because obviously, you know, chicken is going to have values, but then it's going to have different values if you fry it, Man, if you roast it, if you deep fry it. It's going right down. It's, it's got all the different protein, amino acids, well, vitamins. I didn't see all that down Carbohydrates, there. fats and fatty acids, minerals. Wow, it's just it's, it's not lacking, is it's it? It's pretty full on. Wow, it's great. Yeah. And uh, it's also got like some of the the benefits of having bananas. So bananas are very low in saturated fat, cholesterol, and sodium. It is also a good source for dietary fiber, vitamin C, potassium, and magnesium, and a very good source of vitamin B6. The bad, a large portion of the calories in this food come from sugars. Right. So, okay, so let's look at Big Mac. If you go back a page, okay, we're seeing if you go page. back a page, and then you look at the right-hand side, it's got all the flipping, all the different... Oh, okay. okay. Taco Bell and... Okay, so what do you want to go to? Go Big KFC. KFC, where is it? KFC, KFC, here we go. KFC. Do you like KFC, do you? I don't do fast foods anymore <laughs> after no. I've watched some of those uh, fast food nation and things like that. Okay, so let's have a look at a drumstick. No, the breast is a big one, isn't it? Because it sits in it longest. Yeah. Hot and spicy. Hot okay. and spicy. Hot and spicy. So, okay, so 53% fat. Good protein, twenty nine percent protein. <laughs> in terms of the cal- caloric ratio, it's somewhere sort of in the in the middle. In terms of the nutritional target mat, it's telling us that it's going to be more filling, um, but it's not very nutritionally good for us. Okay, so it has a rating out of five for weight loss, and it gets a one. For optimal <laughs> health, it gets a less than a one, and weight gain, it gets a less than a one. And it doesn't have a good. This food is high in sodium. <laughs> There's <laughs> no good. <laughs> There's no good about it. I don't think KFC are going to be jumping to sponsor us. Glycemic. <laughs> Index 10, we've talked about that before, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of energy in it. You've got 450 calories in one piece of chicken. Yeah. Yeah, so, if and you, fats. If you're aiming to put on really bad fats, this is a good option for you. Yep, definitely. So, uh, great website. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't spent a lot of time into it, but it'd be nice to see if you could have a way to actually put in what you're eating and give you some, so let's have a look, tools. Yep, custom entry tool. It looks like they've got some pretty good detailed stuff there where you could actually put your own information in and get an overview of what you're kind of eating and stuff. There's, and there's articles and stuff as well on the homepage, so it's, yeah, it looks like a really good source for nutrition. So, Lance, you're a bit of a legend. Yep. Thank you for sending that in. Yep. So that it's is good. There's got to be uh, some ch- something's going to have to cost something somewhere in there. You'll go. You'll get to a certain step. And no, I think they're doing it at Google AdSense. Uh, so if you ever go on a website, this is something I do. If you go on a website that you like and they've got Google AdSense, I always click on an ad. Mm. You know, just do, do your bit for the team. Yeah, well, because you, know, you know that's how they make their money, basically, at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so club websites, and we had to give a big plug to who was it? Um, who sent us through the gear? Okay, KC Multi Sports. Yeah, is it Pat? Yeah, it was Pat. Pat sent us through. Oh, we, we're, we're fashion, aren't we? Legend. We're fashion. We can't get the photos done because we haven't got time this week, but next week we'll put photos on the website. They sent us through the socks. Socks. I wore the, I wore the shirt yesterday. Did you? When I taught at the gym. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, yeah, Kansas City is where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. That's where my heart's at. And we've got a cap as well. They sent us through their club uniforms. So. We've got a high chance of being club website of the week. <laughs> send us free stuff. <laughs> It's as simple as that. So thanks for that. We're both was, mediums. We, yeah, mediums. <laughs> we weren't expecting it, so it was, no. it was, it was, and it was really cool gear. So, and we will put some uh, some photos of us on the website. And it was actually I was on Athlinks this morning, and I saw Pat was on there, and he had it on himself, and I was just like yeah, nice. connecting. So, uh, but anyway, this week's website, although you don't feel obligated to, <laughs> and Ben Greenfield sent us through TriFusion.com. Mm, so. Then we're just waiting for it to come up. Yeah, I probably should have done that earlier. You've got to get up and you're a new service provider. Here we go. Right, we're up. We're live. Oh, this is cool. So it's the official website of the Trifusion Club. We're a group of individuals from the 
Inland Northwest, dedicated to supporting triathletes of all levels and achieving their goals while promo- whilst promoting the sport of triathlon and having fun. Hey, now this is cool because I've obviously got high level people. Look at this. Congratulations to the Trifusion ITU World Champion qualifiers. Yeah. Would they be top guys? No, they could just qualified for the to get into the team okay. and they've qualified yep. for Kona as well. One of the things I thought was cool about this website, if you click on the members button. Okay, where's the members button? Where it says members. Members button. Yeah. Um, it's basically profiles pretty I think pretty much everybody in the club. Oh wow. <laughs> so you've got a little picture um, that is cool, about eh? each person, things yeah. you like about triathlon, favourite race, top workout, preferred training to um toy. So Roger Thomas, he loves his zip race wheels. Even if I'm racing for in uh, 808s or the disc, I love the feel of having them on. Mm. They make it feel that fast, even on the uphills. So, what else? What you eat? It's, it's just, oh, it's this got, is it's sensational. Got, it looks like it's pretty much got everybody in the club, I think, there. It just goes on and on and on. So, it's uh, it's cool. Good old Kevin Best. Yeah, it's got some muscles. What's his favourite race? His favourite race is Daytona 500. Oh, there you go. There you go, Kevin. Favourites. Okay, what about. Who's this? You say that one? Sam Piccoli. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Canada has his favourite. Oh, this is an old, old, old uh, what, who's that name? Oh, bugger. I missed it. No, he's going to want to do this. Ben Greenfield, he loves oatmeal with eggs. And I wonder if we went on to that other website about nutrition. I think they'd be pretty happy with that. Although cholesterol would be high with the yolk. Yeah. So Take the yolks out. Take the yolks out. Hobbies, he plays in a band, guitar, red wine, travels to weird places. This is good. Yeah, yeah, so it's cool. Um, so if you're anywhere in that in that uh, try for in, inland northwest, good club to join up to. Okay, links to have Ironman talk. <laughs> come oh, on, you got to work on that. Oh, oh, yeah, they got competitive radio. What's with that? What's with that? <laughs> and the fun stuff. Where are your fun providers? <laughs> where, where, where the fun's at? <laughs> so that's uh, try slash fusion dot com. Not try slash try hyphen fusion dot com. Okay, no, it's a cool website. So. Websites, websites of, of the, the week. week. What are we doing next? We're doing coach coach okay, so for some music. Here we, we want some music. You want some music. Quality. Quality. Coach's Corner. We are still here. That was just a bit of a prolonged yeah, music interlude was, there. That's right. I was building the drama. Mm. Coach's Corner. Here we go. So what's happened to Coach's Corner, Jombo? Well, I've had a few people contact me to recently. Get rid of you. <laughs> Not to get rid of me. I'm probably going to go through this and all the athletes I coach going, he doesn't do any of this stuff. Crap. <laughs> but no, I do try. Um, but a number of athletes who have coached, who have uh, contacted me who haven't necessarily been particularly happy with their coaching arrangement and so with the, you? no with their <laughs> well, current you coach you need to clarify this <laughs> with their current coach ah so you're, you're stealing and, and things are broken you're a poacher down, poacher coacher anything. <laughs> you're a poacher coacher so I thought it might be a reasonable topic because one of them did actually send in a question to us saying so um, who was the coach you got rid of <laughs> so we're not going to go into this <laughs> okay sorry. so anyway sorry. carry on with focus, the show focus. professional presentation here we go. So, so when coaching goes bad, coaching goes bad. What's not, the first step? Not John? necessarily when it goes bad, but when things start to break down a little bit. What's um, happening in this relationship? Yeah. So um, first thing I think you really got to understand is what if you if you're paying paying coach, what are you paying for? Yep. So it's important you understand: are you on the gold level, or are you just paying to get a program? So yep. if you're just paying to be given a program, say do this, this, and this, yep. and sort of more like a consultation process, and then you start calling this your coach all the time or emailing you, and you're wondering why they don't respond. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, 
you're not paying for that. No. You're paying for just the program. So okay, but that comes down to the coach being really clear about that from exactly. the start, doesn't it? It's yeah. Setting the expectations. Yeah. So that's an important part of the coach's role and an important part, which we'll, which I'll come on to a little later on, yep. is making sure you know what you are paying for and what you're getting for. Yeah. And if you're not paying for it, you know, just somebody's coaching you, whether it be through your tri club or whatever. Again, just making sure that you have got those expectations, so you know what you're entitled to, yep. and the coach knows what's yep. what's going on as well. Um, and so, sort of leaning on from that, have you met your end of the bargain? You know, okay. um, I, I know from a personal perspective, you can start to lose a little bit of interest in athletes when you know, you're giving them programs and, and you agree on the program, and then they never meet their end of the bargain. They even don't even do it, or they don't send in their training log and things like that. So. You got to, you know, if you're not meeting your end of the bargain, the coach yep. is going to lose motivation as well. So you find that you find that time when you have got someone who's just oh yeah, and especially if it's they're not paying for it, if it's somebody that you're just helping out, yep. and I think that's what your local coaches might get a bit lose a bit of uh, yep. get a bit of yep. frustration. It's your time, isn't it? So um, you also just recognise perhaps the coach's position. You know, everybody wants to be the the, the, the special one, yep. um, and just the golden child, exactly the middle child. If you if you are dealing with a, a professional coach, don't be surprised if they don't know exactly what you're doing on every single day um, that, off it? the top of your, off yeah. the top of their head. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody rings me up and says, "What am I supposed to do with this workout?" I just say, "Well, just let me have a look at it on the spreadsheet, yeah. and I can tell you." Um, yeah. Because what you'll find is, you know, most people in a similar position to me will, will be working with a number of athletes. I, I try to cap the number at a fairly low level, so I do have a, a fairly good idea on what everybody's doing on a yep. fairly regular basis. Um, but just sort of appreciate their situation that they won't know exactly what you're doing every single day. Okay. Every single second. So, so you've decided, okay, I've had enough of my coach. How do you go about doing it? Um, firstly, approach your coach and see what's going on yep. you know communication is the key um, okay. yep. at the end of the day you know your coach shouldn't take it personally I don't, I've had athletes come and go you talk to Scott Scott and other coaches have been doing a lot longer than what I have yep. and athletes do come and go yep. some stay for a while some stay for, for, for a short period and one person in particular who's sort of approached me recently has been with a, with a coach for, for quite a while and she's not necessarily um, really disappointed with him, but she just feels like she needs a bit of a change, and yep. that happens. You know, it's yep. just part of life, and a coach will generally be pretty accepting of that as long as you go around it about in the right in the right way. So, um, when it's time for a change, you know, the, the reasons it might be is communication has broken down. Um, the coach isn't responding to emails, isn't responding to phone calls, and you're yep. sort of wondering why. And, and and obviously, that's sort of one time when it might be appropriate to ch- consider changing. Um, like I've just said, if you've been working together for many, many years and you get it, you've found you've really reached a plateau or you're getting bored with the workouts, it seems to be the same thing year in, year out. The yep. you know, first thing you need to do is approach your coach and sort of discuss that and then hopefully they'll be able to either um, change the program a little bit or it may be you come to an agreement and say, look, it is time for you to move on. Um, As a coach, do you ever tell people to move on? Yep. You I've had a few people yep. say, look, it's, it's definitely time to, to move Try on. And, and also I've had if people, you know, perhaps that I've been working with locally and moving to a different part of New Zealand. Yeah. I'll say, look, you know, see if you can find a coach locally. You'll, you'll be better off having somebody face-to-face, but if yep. you can't, then maybe we can carry on. Yep. So, yeah, people come and go, and, and, and I know I'm certainly pretty accepting of that. And that's a big thing that we've, we've set up in the high-performance program in New Zealand is actually setting up because elite athletes especially, they move yeah. fairly regularly yeah. and, and, uh, because they're, they're, always, they're yeah. always trying to find that little extra edge and it gets quite frustrating for the coaches. Um, but having a bit of, we've set up a bit of a handing over process so, you know, so the transition between... pass on. Yeah, yeah, and just makes it a little bit easier. So, um, like I've said, if you are... 
moving moving town, um, that might be a time when you want to change as well because face to face coaching is better than uh, than doing the distancing if you can find a coach in your local area that that works for you. Yep. Um, okay, so now you now you've you've decided you want a new coach. You've communicated with you. How do you actually go about changing? First, first thing is you've got to make sure you tell your coach that you're going to change because um, yeah, it's true. It, it just sucks hearing things secondhand. Yeah. Um, and so whether the communications broke down, you're not happy, or whether you are happy, um, just confront your coach and say. Um, so as a coach, when someone comes to you, let's say someone came to you and they said, "Okay, well, I want to move on," and you're accepting of that, do you actually get them to give you like, do you send them an email just saying, "Can you tell me the things that I can improve on?" Yeah, yep. it's like I've really worked on this year is at the end of the season, whether it's New Zealand season or the the international season or whatever. I basically get feedback regardless of whether they're staying on the program or they're not and, and I like people to be as honest as they can and just say look what are the things that have worked well what are the things that haven't worked well yep. um, it's really important that you pass all this feedback into the coach and, and you don't, don't you don't need to criticise your coach you just uh, give them really yeah. constructive yeah. feedback because um, that's part of the learning process there's, no, there's not one but sometimes people don't know where they need to improve unless they get the feedback mm, you know exactly you know, it's life isn't it yeah yep um, so yeah, make sure you tell your coach that you are moving. Don't just sort of automatically move, and then they'll send you the next program, and you'll go, oh, "I've got a new coach." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's not the way to do it. No. Um, in terms of an area that I'm sort of a little bit suspect on is whether you should the coach your old coach should pass on the new uh, pass on information to your new coach. Yep. I tend to like to get just some basic information in terms of the training you've been doing. So perhaps old training programs or training logs. Um, I personally I don't like to receive inf- other information about the co- the athlete's attitude and things like that because otherwise you just go in there predetermined pre- yeah preconceived ideas. Yeah. So um, sending a new coach programs <coughs> and things like that is really useful. Um, and as we've sort of discussed earlier, setting up the new coaching relationship, the key thing you've got to do is get the ground rules laid really early so your expectations are in line with what's going to happen. So first thing is, how often are you going to talk? You know, the frequency of your communication, um, how often you, you, you expect to email a coach and how often the coach, is, coach says he's happy to respond to um, and, and really what you want out of the coaching relationship. You know, the, co- the athletes I work with, some of them basically all they want, uh, they, they require is a training program and just maybe a chat once every three to four weeks. Yep. Other athletes need uh, a, a chat every week. Yep. And so really saying what you want out of the, the, the program is, is pretty important whether you just say, I want structure, I want a program, you just give it to me and I'll go away and do it. Or if you say, I just want somebody to talk to on a weekly basis, really make make that clear with the coach and they'll be able to say whether they can provide that or whether they can't. And uh, and, and, and if you can, try to get it in writing um, rather than just sort of uh, during, during a bit of a chat and then um, you've got some sort of comeback. Well, let's say, okay, so this is about how to change, but let's say you start out for coaching and they're not quite meeting the criteria. Mm. Like, you obviously have to approach it. Yeah, that's a tricky one, if, I guess, if you've started out and you're sort of maybe 10 weeks into program and you're sort of maybe six weeks out from an Ironman or yeah, something like that. Yeah. It is a little bit tricky. Um, but I think the key thing is just to try to keep the communication, keep the honesty um, up front, um, and just, yeah, try to... Yeah, get your mum to write a note for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, also you just got here. Communication and honesty is the key. Yep. Yep. At the end day, keep keep the communication channels open. And if you're paying for a coach where you've got open access to them, um, that's what you're paying for, and that's what you you should be happy approaching your coach at any time. I guess the, the other key thing is whether the coach works regular office hours or whether they're doing it on the side. The other thing. So I tend to say with my athletes, look, these are the hours that I work, and uh, I try not to do. Too much yep. stuff at the weekends and things like that. So I keep it sort of as, a, as regular office hours. I'm not sure if you and Em talked about the course you did. 
Oh, a little bit. Um, that was I, I had a random high, a random high five on just random things that I picked up on. But, oh, okay. Um, I yeah, and no, I picked. I certainly picked up some some things there, and um, I'm certainly being a bit more challenging as a coach and challenging as in challenging the athletes a little bit more. Oh, really? Um, especially sort of on uh, perhaps a little bit more emotional level. Um, and so far, it's worked really well. Few, so, a lot of an example. Um, just a few little motivational things. Yep. Um, so always sort of looking on the brighter side of things a bit more and if you uh, we talked last week if negative things start coming up sort of how to combat that yep. and uh, yeah and I'll share a few more things as once I practice a few few things and I, I do sometimes find communicating with females a little bit harder yeah. female athletes and that, that's an a area delicate. I'm work on. Yeah, yeah and that's going to be an area I'm going to work on as well so I've got a little action plan and um, I'm always a big one for writing things down so in terms of uh, goal setting yep. and also how, how to deal with uh deal with sort of some complications in your life so so writing them down and how you're going to deal with those mm, mm, definitely that sounds really good okay and so that's pretty much anything else here just before we move on no that's about it I think the other thing is is just at the end of the day um, there is a relationship but you've, at the end of the day you've got to do what's best for you as the athlete and if you're in a coaching situation where you aren't comfortable you don't feel you're getting what you want or if you just think you need a new a new way um, that's, that's the motivation is to be a better athlete and so you need to make that decision and uh you know, sure, relationships are sometimes hard to pull away from, but at the end of the day, uh, I think most coaches are good enough to think, okay, well, that's cool, and yeah. uh, and you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna hurt their feelings, you know, mm. and, and and the only time when I find you're probably always with a newer coach because newer coach is a little bit desperate, mm. you know, for money, um, yeah, you know, the, the, you know, if they lose one of their clients, they're like, oh no, and they may put some pressure on you, and um, that situation, you just have to realise this situation they are in, so mm. Mm, definitely, okay, so uh, we're not gonna put music on, we're just gonna go straight into it. Questions and answers. Now we've actually got first up. We've there's a company called Skins, uh, based in Australia, and uh, but they're, they're taken the world by storm and they do the compression gear, don't they? Yep. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're awesome. And, and honestly, in all sports in New Zealand, they just seem to be every athlete seems to be wearing them. And mm. so we've actually approached them to see if we can get them on the show and uh, have a bit of a talk to them about the compression gear. Now, when we had Andrew on, mm-hmm. he was really big on it, wasn't he? Yep. So really, they've given us some product to trial, and we're going to be giving our own thoughts on that sort of probably not straight away because we're neither of us are training very yeah, heavy no, at the moment, no, but we'll no, be giving sort of ongoing feedback on that. But really, uh, if you guys have got any questions on compression garments or anything like that, um, send them in, and uh, we're going to have a guy on in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, we can put those questions to him. We've got quite a few interviews coming up, haven't we? We have. Yeah, we're loaded. Um, so yeah, so just send us through those questions. So first question from Darren Cummins. And it's saying, it's saying, I have a question, blah, blah, blah. My question is, what are the bikes filled, loaded up with, with drinks or nutrition for a full or maybe a half Ironman? So I thought what we'd do is just basically talk through what both of us do in terms of how our bikes are loaded up and what sort of nutrition we've got on board. So for okay. me, when I start um, an Ironman race, I will have one drink bottle. Uh, I've basically got two drink bottles uh, holders on my um, on my frame, and then I've got a double drink bottle holder um, behind my seat, and it's one that the drink bottles don't bounce out of. Yep. Uh, it's a profile one. It works really well. Uh, on my bike, I'll have uh, one drink bottle that's going to have all my gels in it, so around about 17 gels. I'll have one drink bottle of energy drink, and then I'll have half a drink bottle of water. And that's how I'll start off in terms of uh, fluids, and then I'll be carrying... Uh, I will be wearing a bike jersey, and in my pockets I'll have um, a power cookie 
and I'll be picking up bananas and stuff on the course. And then in my special needs bag, I will have uh, creamed rice and another power cookie and sometimes a few little treats. So I try to be as self-sufficient as I possibly can, um, but I try not to have too much fluid loaded up on my bike because it's just so heavy. So the, the gels... One bottle of energy drink, my favourite energy drink, and then I have half a bottle of water because I know water's easy to pick up on the course. So I tend to, I actually only have two bottles. So nowadays I, I used to have three, and uh, nowadays I only have two. So I start off with uh, 20 high five gels in a bottle. That's pretty much enough to get me through my whole ride. And then I just have a water bottle. Now that I'm using uh, none, none, noon, noon, noon. Now that I'm using right. noon, um, I pretty much have those. I have a little, little um, high five box that I have at the front, mm-hmm. um, like a bento box. And in that, I tend to have uh, maybe five high five bars. And then I have, um, that's pretty much it really. So I have about 20 gels. I have a bar, enough for a bar an hour. Um, and then I also have uh, my little box of noon, so I can I just grab water and chuck the noon yep. in as I'm going along. That's right, we did it and wrote it at least, and it seemed really good because it, you're not as heavy, and uh, I, like there's plenty of nutrition. Yeah. And if you need to get anything like a banana or all that during the ride, it's easy enough to get from the aid station. I really don't use special needs bags to be honest. Um, I just it's yeah, just not you, my thing. You, 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 Please don't rely on special needs bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's not things nice to have, but if you don't get it, it shouldn't affect your race day. Okay. So next question we have from Tim. How do you say that? Shumka, 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 Shumka. Yeah. Um, after listening to your show and getting, uh, uh, getting a coach, has brought a question to me. It's ten weeks until my race. I'm in Canada. Is there any value in getting a coach now, or is it too late for this year? This will be my first Ironman. My first triathlon was Victoria Half in June 2006. I then did the Lake uh, Stevens 70.3 a month later, typically putting between 13 to 17 hours of training in a week. I'm following a plan from uh, for completing an Ironman from beginner triathlete, uh, which is good. And yeah. he's kind of going. He wants to do up 14. Yeah. So I mean, um, we're a little bit late getting onto this. I think you yeah. sent it in a mid mid question. So it's a good question though. So I thought we'd bring it up. Um, you know, t- ten weeks out from an Ironman, I think you know, getting a coach and completely training your tra- uh, changing your training philosophy probably isn't isn't a key thing. But I think what what might might be a good idea is to maybe have a consultation with a coach um, or a fairly respected Ironman athlete, maybe in your area, and just going through more sort of race planning and maybe take your training program to them um, that you've got planned for the next ten weeks and just getting their their thoughts on it and possibly just tweaking it slightly but I wouldn't go cha- radically changing things ten weeks out from an Ironman yeah I agree because I think um, you can the last ten weeks is when people often make the most mistakes mm. and uh, so if it's this close to the race you know your program you know if it's, I'm sure the beginning of the triathlete programs yeah, good yeah. enough yeah, exactly. you know what I mean and so um, but just get someone who's got a bit of know, and you know, it, I think it's just the main thing. It gives you confidence in, mm. in something like that as well, doesn't it? So just okay. getting that race planning is the key, I think, just because so many people go out far too hard, and, and that's the thing a training program is not necessarily going to tell you is you need to stick to these heart rate zones for the for, for the bike ride, and if you can do that, you know, providing you've done the rest of the training, you should be able to get through the run okay. So yeah, yeah, um, that's our sort of a little bit. of Tidbits there. Okay, so that's pretty much it for the week. Uh, so our sponsors time. <coughs> Where are we going to go to first? We'll go to this one, Athlinks.com. I've been spending some time on Athlinks in the last couple of days. Jeez, I love Athlinks. They're up to 19,000 members. I reckon when we started, they were about 16,000. That was 15,000. So, oh, look, look yeah. that's that's the impact we've had. We are just making an impact. Oh, there goes Tribeyes in the background. Tribeyes in the background. <laughs> there we go. Well, I tell you what, we've had a few more ads. 
Have you seen the latest? I have seen the latest. Oh, well, it's okay because I've been writing on a few of them. It's okay, cool. so we've got um, my profile. Yeah, the, the competition we're running uh, is for the Oakley Transitions glasses. Um, we've talked about it a few times. You just need to put an ad together with yourself in it, ideally, and uh, with uh, hopefully with an Iron Man Talk jersey or something like that on, if you've got one, and then. We will make a draw. Uh, how many weeks to go? We've got till the end of August, and then we'll be making the draw on the best ads, and somebody will win a pair of glasses. So we've got a few cool ones in there. Yeah, um, who we get one from today? It was, uh, let me have a quick look while this is talking on. Um, Gareth, Gareth Scobie, he was doing, uh, he was doing Plate Classic, got hit by a oh, truck. Oh, yeah, no, I did see that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was good. And then there was one for some um, father who was babysitting his kid. Did you see that one? No, didn't was, see that, that one. It was actually pretty good. Um, Did it have him in it though? Yeah. Oh, good. We so the that. wife was leaving him with the baby in the morning to babysit yeah. the baby. He put on Iron Man Talk and went for a bike ride. So, <laughs> here we go. Put it on. It's kind of, it's kind of good. Oh. Um, so, so yeah. So get into this ad. So again, I, um, it's, I don't know. I really like this because you get on there, like you make a comment on something, and uh, okay, wait, we're watching this right now. This is from Bradley Carroll. So the wife's doing the baby. She's, she's taking off. I've got to go to work, honey. He's like, yeah, honey, don't worry. The kids in safe hands. I'm a good father. As soon as the wife goes, the door closes, puts down the food, bugger the kid, runs off, gets a tri gear on, <laughs> puts on Iron Man Talk. Very like, good. Yeah, takes his bike off, away he goes. Liking that. Nice. Liking that. Commitment to, a, to the Iron Man, not, yeah. not the kid. Good. <laughs> Get on to athlinks.com and a uh, great place to keep all your race results and then also uh, socialise a little bit if you want to. One thing they were saying in an email to me was about how they're going to turn around to 24 hours for race results. Yep, we talked about that last week. Oh, okay. We'll so, them. yeah, if you've done a race and you want the results going up there, get onto it and they'll uh, they'll they'll get onto that. It's exciting times at Tribuys, isn't it? It's, the time is coming close. Oh, it's, it's, it's like we're that close. close. We're getting very close. It's, uh, so they reckon within the next short period of time? Yeah, next few weeks we'll be seeing some action on Tribuys. Soft release. Mm. Soft. If there are any numbskulls out there who haven't gone in the competition for black or wheels, get onto it. Time is ticking away, and uh, yeah, they're a good, great set of wheels. So get onto them. I think you'll be really fascinated when they first open up because, as I've said so many times, that they're, they're really done this so well, and it's, it's it's one of those sites you just want to go look at because it's a good site. You know, when you're going to, you know, the good experience actually be on the website, and uh, so check that out. Look at the Blackwell wheels because they're looking bloody beautiful, and. Uh, Trybuys.com. Trybuys. Keep checking every day for the next little while and you might be surprised. I know. Well, it could be up because this is where we're recording this. I know. I know. I know. What we should do is. Oh, oh we can't talk about that stuff, can we? No. Oh, there's so many exciting things. What I want to do is I want to, one of our listeners, the first person to email us when it comes through. Okay. But what will they get? What can we give them? We give I've, to I've, I've got stuff sitting down in my basement. First person to email through when Try Buys goes live yep. and get some small little goodie. You're not getting the Blackwells, but you no. get something. Something small. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So when Try Buys comes through, email us at ironmantalk at gmail.com. Good idea. And, nice, uh, nice work. Yeah. Thinking on your feet. I'm always thinking, mate. That's, that's my strength. <laughs> uh, what am I saying? Okay, copies of Hawaii. Uh, we were going to do it today, but we are a little bit rushed. Yeah, we were a little bit rushed. Next, next week? We'll no, we were going to do it because we were going to do it, but we had to do it in the oven, and we want to do it in the room in Iron Man Talk Studios. We've got our little green We've beans. We've got the green beans. They look quite small, eh? Very small. Have you got them here or in the kitchen? Yeah. yeah. Let's have a look. Vacuum packed. Vacuum packed. 
So there's a few beans. We could have a, hey, we could, another competition. We could say, how many beans have we got in the bag? How many beans? Then we have to count it. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so we've got our green beans, and we're going to get ready to roast those next week. So another little uh, angle that you can use from Coffees of Hawaii. If you do want to roast your own beans, uh, you can either put them in a popcorn maker or put them in the oven. So what, what was the great thing about the green beans? I can't even remember. Well, you just get to roast them yourself. Oh, that's just the fact that it was green we were impressed, wasn't it? You were impressed. Yeah. yeah. I'm impressed by simple things. <laughs> yeah. Simple things for simple minds. Yeah. So we're going to be roasting those beans next week. You can buy them on the site along with all the other coffee paraphernalia and uh, all the other coffee needs you need. Um, oh. Made in Hawaii Festival. The Made in Hawaii Festival Food Festival is pro- produced by the Hawaii Food Industry Association and f- sponsored by First Hawaiian Bank. Gets, okay, so the whole coffee of Hawaii is going to be at booth... 405. So if you're in Hawaii on the 17th to 19th of August, which you probably won't be because you'll be coming to my birthday party. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> actually the 25th of August. We'll be racing Ironman UK. Yeah, but um, they have a festival and it attracts 35,000 visitors. It's at the Neil S. Blasdell Centre in Honolulu. Wow, and the Coffees of Hawaii is going to be at booth 405 in the exhibits. Is that exhi- exhibition hall? Exhibition hall. And we're bringing- a big word, Bevan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can read it at least. Uh, so they're bringing some of their plantations coffee to Honolulu for three fabulous days. So if you want to check that out, go to Coffees of Hawaii, check nice. out their news page, and they have a page based on that. Yeah. Um, and we haven't talked about it for a little while, but if you haven't joined up to the Coffee Club card, that's another way of uh, helping us out and helping them out. Um, then you'll be updated with any specials. And just a reminder that... They have reduced the shipping rates around the world, so now it's much, much cheaper. I think it's $13 or 13 or something to get uh, shipped to New Zealand, Australia. Um, I'm pretty excited about doing this. You're pretty excited about those beans. I'm wearing my mum. I need yeah. the popcorn maker. Yeah, um, of course, Because we in the oven, it's not the same. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty... Because my bedroom... I mean, the Ironman Talk Studios. <laughs> Can you hold... You've got, you've got to hold that excitement now for a good 10 days. Is that going to be possible? Just take them away from me. Take them away. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, coffeesofhawaii.com, trybuys.com, and flinks.com. Beautiful. Uh, if, you, uh, if you have any email questions, you can email us at gmail, I mean, talk at gmail.com. Yep. John's coaching website? Coachjohnnewsome.com. Now, last week I said, or well, last time I was on the show, I said that I was going to put a, an email to send to a friend, and I never actually got round to it. But I'm going to be on the plane for about 12 hours tomorrow, so I figure I might write that up, and I'll have that on the website this week. So go on the website, there'll be a quick email, just copy, paste it, send it to someone you believe would be interested in Iron Man Talk. It's just a way of us to kind of get our audience even bigger. Mm. Um, anything else we need to say? That's about it. That's about it. It's a wrap for this week. So what have you been up to, mate? What do you, well, first of all, it's been a while, so what have you been up to, and what are you being up to after this? I've just been ticking over. Ticking over. Nothing too exciting in the last week, I don't think. Do we, are we going to talk about these? Uh, yeah, we're sorting maybe next week or the week okay. after. Sorry. Yeah, we've, we've got these cool tops. More products to review. Yep. Are they going to do tops for us? <laughs> uh, Am I talking too much? Yeah, you're talking too okay. much. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we've got a bit of a hint there for you guys. So we've got, um, we've got some cool new tops we're wearing, and we yep. like them a lot. We are very fashion. But anyway, what have you been doing? Not much. Just working, and I'm trying to do a workout a day. Which is so fast. So How are you good. finding that? It's okay. Like an hour? I'm going home to win training straight after this. But what, what, what kind of, what's your longest session at the moment? Long bays, which is uh, two hours 45, and then most other days I tried to about an hour. Okay, nice. Go, so far, so good. So far, so good. And uh, Actually, some, the one little bit of news that I am going to break now is... Break it! Come on! <clears throat> potentially going to be an Ironman little training camp in France oh, next year. Oh, yeah. An Ironman talk. Ironman talk training camp in France next oh, year. Oh, that's so exciting. So Potentially. Well, fairly high potential. Really? Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm so 
so excited I just so can't hide it. We're going to uh, try and jack something up in France. It's a mortgage um, house now. Yep. I will be, because I'll be going over to Poland, I'll be doing Epic Camp, and then I'm going to be going over to France at so some stage around, <coughs> when's it going to be, uh, sort of mid-June we're looking to do, maybe oh, a four-day camp. That's very exciting. Mm. And then we we'll both maybe do road. Yeah. <sighs> Mate, it's going to be big times. It's pretty here. exciting times. That's about all that's happening to me. I'm off home to do a wind trainer. What right. about you? What, oh, I've been in Auckland? Italian. Oh, you oh you're Italian? Wait, give me some Italian. Come on. I missed last week's. So, uh, uh, Mikiyama John. Name, my name is my John. My name is John. I've, I actually knew that. Good. <laughs> I figured that one. Good. <laughs> here's some, here's some more. Tisi Huta Beba. Oh, yeah, what's that? You're a hot babe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you're not, but that's yep. our Slovenian so uh, I've been up to Auckland I did a, a body attack video which is an aerobic thing right. but one thing I did for Ironman Talk is they have a program called RPM which is Les Mills spinning program yep. which I'm sure a few of you who actually listen are, are instructors of the program I wore my Ironman Talk jersey on really? the video yeah. you have to do that that make you wear your company one well no because I wasn't actually teaching that one so I was kind of a more participant but I had the camera on me the whole time Nice. and uh, there's the, the most intense part of the class I got it on me yeah. and I was like ah! well maybe so, you could Clip a little bit of that and put it well, up on no, YouTube. Oh, no, because I'd trouble for doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, I was getting the Ironman talk word out there to the, to the Les Mills world, which Good. is kind of cool. And then I'm off to Taipei tomorrow, and yes. I'm going to go teach them aerobics over there, and then I go to Hong Kong. You're going to try and do the five meals in one trip? I was encouraging George, one of our listeners who's going over to World Champs uh, this weekend, I said, got to beat the five. I thought five you said it was record. six. I know, something like that. Hey, <laughs> the truth is coming out. <laughs> I did five, I think. I can't even remember now. Well, you, um, you're doing the same trip. It's Hong Kong to Christchurch. Okay, six, six, six well, is the record. six, you'll break the record. I'm okay. pretty sure it was five. Okay, I think you... Hayden Woolley may well have done about six or seven because he was on the same flight. Was he just on fire, was he? Yeah. So then you go to Hong Kong. I've never been to Hong Kong, so I've managed to get a day off. I've got some Hong Kong for you. Um, uh... You keep talking, I'll think of Okay, Hong so Kong. Um, actually, if any of our listeners live in Hong Kong and they want to show me a day, a day around Hong Kong, up to the pay, I think up the to guys with the t-shirts. He's from Hong Kong, he doesn't live in Hong uh, Kong. Okay. I've got plenty of people in Hong Kong. Okay. Gao ah. <laughs> Yeah, there we go, that's my Hong Kong. Use that. Um, <laughs> what does it mean? He's, what the hell? What's I love you in Hong Kong? I should know that. I did have a girlfriend over there, but I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Did you love her? Jin, Jin. You may not, maybe you didn't love her. Maybe I didn't. Anyway, we're babbling a little bit too much. We've, we're getting off the top, this subject of triathlon. We're going over to Hong Kong, going to Taipei, yep. coming back for the show in 10 days' time. 10 days' time. It's exciting times. Mm. I won't sleep. Em, anyway. Em got the ending right. Did she? I wrote it down on paper for her. <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay, well, it's been a while for me, but I'm sure I'll remember. Go. Fine yeah. rusts. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Beautiful.